power of the dark side. Autobots, roll out. I'm Batman. Exterminate! Good news, everyone! It's Good News Geek with John, Scotty and Matt. Welcome back to another edition of Good News Geek, Scotty, John and Matt. How are we all? Wonderful. Again, a bit warm, but otherwise good. A little bit warm, but uh, yeah, heading into the into the summer months. But that means uh, plenty of movies coming out for the holidays. And you guys have already been to, to check out Justice League. So we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later on. We're going to look at some games. Of course, Star Wars is nearly upon us. So we're very excited about that. Uh, but the first thing that we want to talk about is uh, we wrapped up just last time before Supernova. We all got the opportunity to, to head down there and uh, check out Supernova. Matt and I went on a Saturday. John, you were there on the Sunday. So uh, what were our, our thoughts of uh, Supernova Comic Con convention with uh, the likes of Millie Bobby Brown and Stan Lee? Well, it was... On the day I went, which was on the Sunday, mm. it was pretty busy. Mm. Um, tried to get into Millie Bobby Brown. Try and say that name fast a couple of times. Um, but it was packed. I mean, we got That was the Q&A? Yeah, yeah. Her, her presentation panel, yeah. or the panel, that's right. And uh, we got we got there and uh, we were a bit confused because we didn't know where to line up. Well, that's because the theatre was already packed full. Oh, wow. We thought people were waiting to get in. But no, it was it was chockers. Like, they couldn't get in. They were actually lining up for the next thing after her. Wow. So, yeah, it was pretty busy. Well, we saw them putting the, the lines on the floor, like taping it all out ready for Stan Lee's, I'm assuming, because you know, it was a bit after lunch on the Saturday. I think he was due on stage at 2.30. Yeah, they, uh, they had to make a few extra cues. And I'm yeah. pretty sure his panel had to be sort of after midday to give him time for a nap. <laughs> Probably, yeah. The the poor guy, he he seemed to be, uh, yeah, struggling a little bit. And uh, from the reports that I heard from people that got photos and and the likes, uh, I think they were very happy with what with what they got. But not a lot of interaction and not a lot of opportunity to to spend time talking to Stan the man, unfortunately. Well, you know, given his um, youthfulness, mm. um, to put it that way, um, I'm I'm surprised to be honest. I mean, obviously, it's a long way to come, being in Australia. And then you're shuttled around from location to location. You don't get a lot of time to relax. And, you know, a man of his age does need to take care of himself. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I didn't get the opportunity to see any panels. I didn't get any photos, any autographs. It was really, for me, just about soaking up the atmosphere. And there was plenty of that. We went on the Saturday, the same day as the the local Christmas pageant. So I think we we played it well. I think in the morning it wasn't that busy, but we're starting to get a, a little bit more so when we left about, I think we left about two o'clock in the afternoon yeah it uh it wasn't too bad at all um there was a lot of uh a lot of cosplay that we saw mm-hmm. um not so many different stalls uh pretty much the same thing well, see, i hadn't there. been to a con for a couple of years i think avcon 2015 was my last one so uh i actually thought that there were a few different ones that i hadn't seen before but that was probably my lack of conning the last few years so um, a few people coming into the market. So I, I thought there were a few different things there than what I'd seen previously. But then in saying that, they're all selling the same stuff. They've just got a different name on the banner above the, the register, pretty much. Yeah, and I, I did a bit of a walking around as well and um, went and had a look at some of the artists and, you know, um, looked over their shoulder as they, they worked hard. And that was really good to be able to have a, a chat with a few other guys there, um, which I don't normally go in and have a look at those areas. It's not really an area that, of interest for me, but... Uh, in the spirit of trying to increase one's repertoire, um, I went and had a look and 
had a good time there. Well, I like how they have those artist alleys where local people, uh, they can come, uh, whether they are comic artists or they've got uh, authors. So I spoke with some of the authors and they even had people there uh, selling their, their handmade handicraft sort of thing, which I think is a really good opportunity for the locals, which is why on the back of uh, Supernova, I was so disappointed to hear about the withdrawal of Oz Comic Con from Adelaide and Perth. I think in the original statement, it said some cockamamie thing about we can't give the the highest um uh quality event that we would like to and i'm like well whose fault is that like adelaide and perth they've got world-class facilities uh, i don't uh, i thought that was a bit of a, a cop-out uh, if it's a yeah. financial thing just say so um so i was a bit disappointed uh although as i said i've not been to a con for a little while but it's it's an opportunity for those people that i just talked about the the people in the artist alley that won't be able to uh, sell the things and, and get out there in the market and also an opportunities for the regular punters to meet their um, their idols, which is disappointing. Yeah, and, and one thing that uh, I find that uh, pop culture fans can do really well is sniff out rubbish, um, mm. whether it's from a studio or whether it's from an event organiser. And to be honest, it uh, does smack of a bit of lip service, to be honest. Yeah, as, as far as I can see, it's, it's 100% that uh, they didn't want to spend the money to get the guests out to places like uh, Adelaide and Perth. Mm. Um, they, you know, they didn't want to spend the extra money, you know, when they can just get three times as many people at Sydney or Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, which is it's really disappointing because now, you know, that's sort of going to have a roll-on effect of all the other cons that could be coming to Adelaide. They might. Uh, you know, decide that's not worth their time either. Well, that's true. And it does leave a, a bit of a hole in the calendar. So pie in the sky, what convention would you like to see maybe uh, come to Adelaide? I think last time we got together, we were talking about uh, the, the gaming convention on the Eastern States. Is it PAX? Yeah, PAX. PAX would be great. They've um, they've got a few ones uh, in America and they're branching out to uh, Australia. Um, they had PAX Sydney and Melbourne so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to see one of those in Adelaide. I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, uh, Avcon is good. It's definitely got the video um, gaming element to it, but uh, to see something wholly and solely gaming and, and getting some of the big players on board like your your Playstations, your Nintendos, your um, Xboxes and that sort of thing and, and having big events uh, like that, kind of like a, an, an E3 sort of thing, which I'm assuming PAX is, is similar to. I didn't really get... Uh, a close look at it having something like that would be would be just something a little bit different I, i'd like to see something like that yeah look i i don't really like i said i i kind of dabble in a bit of everything so for me a, a convention like the supernovas like the oz comic con is good for me um because they're quite broad yeah they're broad and they cover a lot of things the only difference of course is that um even though they're on at different times of the year they do kind of compete in, mm. insofar as the guests so the guests really wouldn't come out for supernova and no. oz comic-con but if you had one they did it well so this is supernova's opportunity mm. um and that is to Up capitalize on the fact that there's only one convention of this type now in adelaide mm. to try and get some of those bigger names so i don't it's not really a a con that i want to introduce but i'm hoping that supernova can use this as an opportunity to build they did release a statement on the back of um, what Oz Comic Con have done and have said that they are here for the long haul in Adelaide, I think, to the point that they've actually locked in their next three dates and venues uh, for the next three years. So, um, Does that mean they'll get on to getting media passes a little bit earlier? Nah. 
Uh, <laughs> why mess with the, with, with the format? Uh, what, what about uh, sci-fi conventions? I'm not really uh, across that element. Would you like to see something like that? Uh, it's just solely sci-fi here in Adelaide. There's probably smaller ones that I'm not aware of, but something on a larger scale, bringing in some of your Star Trek and Star Wars. Oh, that apes. would be, of, of course, anything that can attract that sort of um, guests and, and, and those sorts of fans would be great, um, particularly if they ventured on not just current or modern sci-fi but some of the old stuff i love lost in space and there 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 well at least there was a um fan club and they used to organize little um, cons as well yeah um but they're getting few of that between obviously the um the actors are moving along um as it is depending on where to getting yeah. a little bit old <laughs> yeah um but uh you know I would love to see something like that that incorporates the old and the new, the, you know, the classics, um, because really that's when it all started back then in black and white. And, of course, we love your interaction. We'd love to hear about uh, your experience at Supernova, uh, your feelings about Oz Comic Con no longer being uh, here in Adelaide and what you would potentially like to see take its place on the calendar. You can hit us up in the comments. I don't, I don't believe it. That is why you fail. Well, speaking of sci-fi, Star Wars The Last Jedi, at the time of this recording, only a couple of days away. I can sense the excitement uh, coming from John already. So, um, uh, have you have you got your ticket? Are you booked in? Are you going? No, well, What's the I haven't, plan? I haven't got my book, um, ticket. What? But obviously I am going. That's <laughs> that's a given. Midnight session? No, 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 no. I don't do that. Oh. I'm too old for that rubbish, uh, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, no, look, I obviously am going. I'm a big fan of the movies. Um, it's just that I'm happy to wait for the next day. So Friday night, it will still be busy, but it's not the sort of thing that you'll probably need to book your tickets for. Mm. Um, and there are different options, obviously. There's multiple cinemas in the area. It's not like uh, Port Piri or Port Augusta, <laughs> where I was before, where uh, you have like one cinema and they only play one movie a, a weekend. So... I'm not going to have that issue here, I don't think. Fair enough. Matt, are you locked and loaded, ready to go? I'm not as of yet. I'm still trying to work out the best time to go, which to me is somewhere between uh, maybe 10 and 11 a.m. on a school day when there's nobody else there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, as it is so close to school holidays, I think I'm a bit out of luck this year. Mm. I I've been, um, for my birthday, which is early January, uh, the last couple of times uh, that uh, Force Awakens and Rogue One were released, so... I might keep that tradition up and, and wait that long. It's just a matter of avoiding the spoilers, uh, yes. I suppose. And I, I did that pretty well with Rogue One. Not sure how well I did with Force Awakens. And it's going to be a little bit tricky for for this time around. I yeah. Guess. Scott, mm? uh, Darth Vader's Luke's father. No, what? Man. Mm. <laughs> you haven't been listening to any um, Star Trek um Spoilers either, I guess, because since you haven't seen anything. So we won't talk about that too much. Wow. Either. Um, but wow. I just, thought I, I just thought I would mention that again um, because I can't let go of things. Okay. So look, <laughs> in regards to the, the Star Wars movie, obviously I'm a big fan mm. and I'm interested to know because Star Wars for me, when I first saw it, this is the original um, mm. trilogy. I, I can't remember when, what, the earliest time I actually saw them, but I had them on VHS tape. And they were worn through. Oh, wow. And so then I recorded them on TV when they're on and wore those through too. So um, had a few um, goes at them, but I can't remember the exact earliest time. But I I don't know. The movies were just so much part of my life. I can't remember a time before Star Wars. 
I was so desperate back in the day when I was a kid. Didn't have a lot. Um, but I got the Gardena um, squirty on the end of the hose. You know, the um, plastic handheld ones. You can twist it. And it's like a little long tube. Yeah. I used to use that and pretend it was, a, was lightsaber a lightsaber handle. <laughs> and I'd, you know, go around the backyard um, trying to kill the dog. So, I mean, <laughs> that's the kind of profound effect it had on me. Animal cruelty, uh, even though it was just only simulated cruelty. So I guess that's not so bad. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering, you know, what was your earliest recollection of Star Wars? When did you see it? Do you remember? Um, ha- has it affected you? Or am I the only true geek in this room? Oh, there we go. I think I would have been maybe, oh, maybe 12 or thereabouts because... The I remember it was school holidays and my uncle had the VHS series of the original trilogy and we borrowed them for the school holidays and my sister and I uh, watched them and uh, but I, and I really enjoyed it. I certainly didn't uh, have you know animal cruelty tendencies afterwards, <laughs> but um, well then you've not lived <laughs> obviously not. But it certainly got me into the series to the point where I've I've seen all the uh, following films, so the the prequels and and now the, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, I know. And now the the um the, the follow on sequels, uh, all all at the cinema. So so Phantom Menace and uh, and Attack of the Clones. So I, I went and saw them all at the cinema. So it, it made me a fan of the series. But I, I certainly I look around this room and see the Millennium Falcon, the blasters, the lightsabers, and I I've not keep quite going. Got <laughs> all of struggle that. to identify everything. I think Droid Blaster. Yes, you got a Droid Blaster right there. here. So. Yeah, so I know my stuff. We didn't. You didn't tell me that like fifteen minutes ago before no, we started I didn't. recording. Or yeah, anything. no, no, of course not. Yeah, look, um, what Take about yourself, that. Matt? Uh, I don't remember the first time either. Um, same as yourself. Um, I do remember that it was sort of a tradition uh, in my family that every school holidays we would go down to Blockbuster and we'd be able to choose two movies each, my brother and I. And uh, every single holidays, I would choose Return of the Jedi. Nice for. I can't remember how many years until mum and dad gave up and just bought me them. Uh, so it would have <laughs> been cheaper to have done that from the get-go. Yeah, probably. Yes, exactly. Pretty much, because I think I, I must have rented it about uh, maybe 500 times. Or oh, that. wow. Um, and uh, yeah, it just yeah had a uh, definitely a profound effect on me. Um, it uh, was sort of one of the first movies I'd have ever seen at that time of that sort of style. I mean, there's so many other movies that are similar to it now that it can get a bit lost for somebody who uh, hasn't seen it before. But uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely uh, definitely the first of its kind for me, and it it really yeah, it shaped sort of the way I saw a lot of other movies after that. Yeah. So not talking about the the prequels because we we don't blaspheme on this show, um, but the the new trilogy. I know we've only really had the Force Awakens, but how has that um, captured you? What did you think of that watching uh, watching it? And what I I really I liked it, but I I really liked Rogue One when um, Darth Vader like goes mental at the end, kicked ass. My goodness, still got I still get goosebumps every time I watch it. I, I think that's uh, that that was absolutely epic. I think that delivered on what was missing or what fans wanted from the prequel trilogy. Mm. Now you got a wimpy kitty baby whiner, yeah, (laughs) as Anakin. You didn't see Darth Vader come in, kick ass, and just leave everyone for dead. You know, you you were expecting that. Except for the younglings. And all you got was, no! (laughs) And no one wants that rubbish, except if you watch the the Chinglish translation with the subtitles. It's hilarious because it says... Do not want. You have not seen do, that. Do not want. No. No. Oh, you, you. 
You haven't lived. Uh, obviously He not. doesn't live on the internet. <laughs> the elders of the internet will be very displeased. Um, but yeah, I really like... Look, I like the new movies of what they're doing, mm. obviously. Um, I'm going to touch on the prequels just a tiny bit. Yeah, touch look, away. It's a safe place. I'm, I'm only going to talk very briefly on it, and that is just that... Um, I'm going to censor you with this blaster if I need to. <laughs> if something terrible... Yep. I'm not going to tell you I like them, or, you know... Um, <laughs> Look, they're not my favourite movies, obviously, but they're still Star Wars and they still enrich the universe a little bit. Um, and yeah, put the blaster away. Right. You, you have not earned enough geek points to fire that thing. Um, but yeah, if they, were, they are what they are. I guess there's nothing much more to say apart from the fact that they do expand the Star Wars universe a bit, perhaps not in the direction people wanted, but they're not really designed for the current fans. They're designed to get new fans mm. the kids and you know they went out and bought jar jar binks toys and well when you think about mm. uh the the people that watched it back in uh, when when it was first released in 1977 a lot of them would have been kids and so the movies then were aimed at kids and, and think of the ewoks so uh, yeah. uh, when they were in their 30s and 40s watching um episode one you can understand oh, hang on a sec this is a bit lame but when you think about it for the kids it is like a new generation and here we are again i know there's a lot of uh question marks over the porgs and what they're going to, to be like <laughs> and what they're going to add or detract from uh, from the series. But again, you've got to think of, of the audience as always being that sort of, oh, for lack of a better phrase, cutesy or quirky element to, to bring the, the kids in. That's marketing and that's, that's reality. That's right. I mean, if you want to, you know, obviously crucify Star Wars for wanting to bring in that marketing for their audiences. I mean, what is, what's a Transformers movie if not a very long commercial for Transformers toys? Well, that's right. I mean, that's why they existed. Um, so we shouldn't be too harsh or too quick to judge when when someone who's making a film wants to market it to um, certain audiences uh, within the movie itself. So, yeah, I don't think it's too harsh and uh, that's just my... Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, the main thing I have a problem with at the moment with the uh, the new movies is that they just threw out all the expanded universe uh, and said, this no longer exists, we're going in a completely new direction. And uh, after watching the movies, I got heavy into the expanded universe. That's some of my favourite Star Wars is the, uh, the books and the games. And, uh, you know, now just none of that exists and they're taking bits and pieces from uh, from it and they're just changing it around. Um, you know, pretty much they're just taking names of things and, and, you know, putting it somewhere where it shouldn't be. And it's, it's a little bit jarring for, for somebody that's been, you know, living in that world uh, yeah. for a long time. It's not too um, different, though, from what happens with the, the comic book movies and the superhero movies. Like, they're not always canon. They don't always line up with what is... Uh, you have your multiverses. The... Yeah, that's right. So, uh, I, 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 I see and, and hear exactly what you're saying, but I've kind of learnt, uh, if anything... Uh, that going into um, a, a movie that uh, is loosely based on something that you're familiar with and passionate about, you need to go in with almost a fresh set of eyes. Yeah, I learned that with the with the Tintin movie because I'm a massive Tintin fan. When I'm, I'm just like, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. Um, but instead of doing that, um, Iron Man three. Well, yeah, oh, <laughs> that's all different shades of wrong. <laughs> but in, instead of doing that, I, I, I go in and I appreciate it for what it is. Ninja Turtles, like the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles, like, thankfully they're not aliens like they were going to be, but um, there's certainly a few liberties taken there. So if you go in with a uh, with no preconceived ideas, then hopefully you're going to have a good time. Now, they're talking about some spin-offs. We know that the Han 
one is happening. Solo. Solo. Yes. So uh, we talked about the name of that, didn't we? Um, the name was Solo. Who, if anyone, would you think is worthy or you would like to see get uh, a bit of a spin-off? Uh, I'm going to hark back to what we were saying before about Darth Vader. If we could get that like badass Darth Vader... Um, like between whiny Anakin and like uh, kicking butt in Rogue One, I'd like to see that kind of transition. Otherwise, Obi Wan. Yeah, Obi Wan for me. I mean, the issue with Darth Vader is he had an entire trilogy. Well, yeah. so to and have an anthology movie. <laughs> um, I mean, hey, I'm happy for them to completely reboot the prequels. Um, you know, once um Lucas is dead, of Don't, course, let's have some respect for him. Again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, Kenobi. I mean, he's always been the Jedi for me, even there's when he was an obscure between, old man. Between Revenge of the Sith and, and A New Hope, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things un, unsolved. There's always there. rumours about that. There's been a few books about what happens. Uh, you know, uh, I won't go into too much, but apparently Darth Maul, uh, with his nice little spider legs and then robot legs, comes and finds him on Tatooine <laughs> and they fight. And it's yeah, that's in Rebels, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's, there's a whole book series about it. Um, so they could easily turn that into a standalone movie. Uh, I'm going to put an unpopular opinion out here about what I'd like to see in the next movie. Oh, here we go. Mm. Let me get, get that blaster, get blaster ready, Scott. Yeah, blaster. Salacious Crumb, the movie. I don't know what that is, but... Yeah, just yeah. He, look, to shoot, just, just point it at him because... Should I point why it at on I don't earth, know who that is? Why on earth do you want a movie about that? Well, just imagine the stuff he would have seen. But, yes, yeah, so... What's he going to add to the story? Just a stupid laugh. Oh, well, who cares? <laughs> How about... Admiral Akbar, just a whole three hours of it's a trap. I'd love that. Yeah, absolutely. And and what they could do, you know how when you go to a cinema and they always give you those um, special meals with the popcorn and whatnot, mm. they can give you like a can of sardines when you walk in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With a collector's tin and everything. <laughs> You've got maybe this worked out. May, maybe not. Maybe. And, not. And so yeah, Star Wars and marketing, we're all over it. That's it. The enrichment center is required to remind you that you will be baked. And then there will be cake. So since we last caught up, I think we were only hours away from uh, the release of a few games that you couldn't want to get your grubby little gamer mitts on, Matt. Uh, what were they and what have you been playing? Yeah, well, as you said, uh, Destiny 2 was uh, just hours from release the last mm -hmm. time we recorded. Since then, that game has come out and so has the first expansion, oh. which was a rather quick, uh, quick little time frame. Uh, and I've been playing it pretty much non-stop. Um, it's a very pretty game. I remember the first one uh, came out and I went to your place and, and you were pretty much taking me on a bit of a tour on the game and showing off the uh, the, the, the graphics and, and, yeah, the backgrounds and the landscape. And as you said, very pretty. So I could only assume that this one would be uh, just as much, if not that little bit better. Oh, it's definitely better. Uh, this one as well, I've picked up on the PC rather than the uh, the Xbox that the first one was on. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, that pretty much is only limited by the kind of PC you have. Uh, and luckily, mine is pretty good for playing games. That's um, always a good thing. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very fun game. It's a, it's, a, it's a MMO light, I suppose you'd call it. It's, it's always online, but, uh, you know, you're in teams of three. Um, you go up to a team of six for a raid and that's about it. Uh, but it's a yeah, just a fun little first-person shooter. I like first-person shooters, though I can't seem to play a lot of them given my terrible internet connection here. Unless I want to wait three days to download the game. Oh yeah, I connect my computer up to my phone at the moment. Oh, oh really? Yeah, that's that's how bad it is where I am. How much data do you have on your phone? Ah, uh, hundred gig. Wow, boy, that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> for the phone. Yeah, anyway. well, most mostly it's work. So uh, thanks, work. 
for, yeah. uh, for helping me with my gaming addiction. Do you not work for yourself? I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I've never really been one for, for first-person shooters. I, I've, I've had a crack at it, and um, yeah, I've never really been that brilliant at it. So, oh, is there a- don't get me wrong, I'm not good. Yeah, well, I just enjoy go. them. Yeah. Oh, they they are fun. Yeah, I, I I don't even I can't even think of a particular format of game that I I like. I really enjoyed the the Batman Arkham series. Yeah, they were good. And I'm looking to get um I think it was called Return to Arkham. So it's the uh, original two. So Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, uh, remastered for the PS4. I'd like to get my hands on that and um and have a bit of a crack at those because uh, I really like that that style of game. Yeah, that that would be good. They're going to have to do a lot of work to uh, to remake the third one, like maybe make it playable first. because <laughs> uh, there were quite a lot of issues with that one when it came out. Mm. Was that on all platforms yeah, or was that just oh, yeah, okay. It was uh, it was a bit of a flop. Yeah, and then I think since then I've had Arkham Knight, I should probably finish that before I get on to anything else, but um yeah, I've always enjoyed that that style. I don't know what what I don't know what you call that, but well, so. third person action. Yes. Yeah. I suppose that's probably... Though I'm not a, right. a gaming aficionado. Like I said, I enjoy playing games, particularly first-person shooters. I'm not that great at them. Um, so you won't get me on multiplayers very often because I have my ass handed to me <laughs> uh, on a regular basis. Um, back in the days of good old computer gaming where you'd uh, make a server up and then people would join in, I'd often get kicked out because... I'm just setting the bar too low You're just for taking people. Up, taking up a slot that somebody else could be doing something. And that's right. And then, yeah. then when I'd get lucky and blow some guy's head off with a shotgun, um, he's like, they're like, oh, no, I just got owned by a noob and kicked me off anyway. So even when you perform, you get kicked <laughs> off anyway. So, yeah, I don't do that much these days, particularly right. if you have to buy an Xbox Gold thing live or whatever it's called, which I am not doing. Well, that's right. There's plenty of other genres out there, um, plenty of other games out there as well. The Sims. Um, yeah, there's always The Sims. I mean, there's plenty of Lego games. Um, you know, they're always good fun. Uh, My wife know. loves the Lego games. Yeah. A lot of, and they're, they're pretty funny too. Like, they bring in a lot of humour yeah. into the fandom as well, well which I think I is played, pretty good. I played a Lego game and the like, villain like, burst into blocks. I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They're a lot of fun. Lot you can get away a lot with in violent games if you make them all out of Lego. Yeah. True. They just explode into blocks instead well, one, of blood and gore. One of the other genres that uh, I'm a huge fan of is the JRPG genre, um, which, judging from your blank stare, Scott, you don't know what that one stands for? Sure. Yes. It's a uh, Japanese role-playing game. So it's your standard oh. RPG where you you know, you know have level up, you have skills, that sort of stuff, but it's uh, it's created in Japan, so it's it's got the you know the usual Japanese you know anime, manga-ish sort of styling. Mm. And, uh, you know, very... Are they fashioned after those hilarious and wonderful... Um, television games, game shows they do. Oh, that's uh, awesome. I would love that. I would love a Takeshi's Castle game. Oh, I would, I would play <laughs> that in a heartbeat. Awesome. Uh, but no, these these ones aren't. They're just um, they're they're games that will pretty much you know give you more than you know say twenty thirty hours of gameplay to beat. Um, I've just picked up Run recently uh, for the Switch that's just come out, Xenoblade Chronicle Two. Uh, which I haven't even actually touched yet. Um, but that one, from what I've heard, takes about 50 hours for the main storyline. If you want to do all the side quests, all the collections, it's probably hundreds of hours. Ain't about a good time for that. Mm. We're starting to see games have uh, more of an impact on, on pop culture, uh, movies in particular. Uh, I read recently, I think I posted on the Facebook about the, the Super Mario movie that's uh, been greenlit. 
Uh, there's also uh, Assassin's Creed earlier this year. But I popped it on in our little Facebook group chat that we have going on. I don't know if you watched it, but there was a trailer that came out called Ready Player One. I mm. don't know much about it. I, I watched it. I thought it looked pretty cool. And uh, then I saw a bit of a, an article today about some of the Easter eggs and some of the characters that were in there because not a massive gamer, so I missed a, a lot of them and uh, didn't even realize that the Battletoads were in it. But look, it looks pretty epic. So we're starting to see more and more of that. Uh, what did you think of the trailer and what do you think of more games, uh, gaming uh, culture starting to seep through into mainstream? I haven't actually seen the trailer for that one. Ooh, um, what are it's, you doing? It, well, it's based on a book, um, which I've read. Oh, uh, so I mean, you're going to be one of those book elitists now, are you? No, no, I'm, no? I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> book more than master happy. race. Yes. I'm more than happy for more media to incorporate games and game themes. Mm. Uh, I just hope that they can do it well. Uh, as you said, the Assassin's Creed one came out recently. It was a fantastic movie. Don't mm. get me wrong. I've not seen it. Wasn't really much Assassin's Creed. Uh, oh, okay. It was it was sort of a, one of those you know loosely based on, um, which is fine. Um, you know, it's the same way that Tomb Raider movies was loosely based on Tomb Raider. What was um oh now it it, it just uh, fell out of my head. Uh, the the preview that you went to last year, I was meant to go, but I had to leave last minute. You know, it's I think people, for, people judging by gonna, the blanks, people are gonna, getting from people are going to kill me because I've forgotten the name of this. <laughs> yeah, if it was last year as well, World yeah. of Warcraft. World of Warcraft, yes. <laughs> so, uh, so not so, that. so only a very little. Yeah, yeah, just a new indie game, you know, it's not very well known. <laughs> yeah, um, it might do all right. Only, only a few million subscribers. Fingers crossed for it. What was oh, is that, that all? Is that all? Oh, that's, that's no good. Then no wonder you forgot it, Scotty. Yeah, exactly. What was that like? Uh, again, branching into other areas of, uh, of media. Uh, honestly, I loved it. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like it. It was um, a bit panned. It uh, it was based sort of on the Warcraft game, the original Warcraft game, rather mm. than the World of Warcraft. Um, it was very pretty, uh, you know, a lot of CGI, um, but I thought it was very well done. I liked well, hang on, the hang story. On. Natalie Portman is pretty, but that didn't save the prequels of Star Wars. It so was it, it was just the only thing or... going for it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they were going, yeah. But I- I'm really excited for Enter Player One myself. I've seen the trailer um and it looks amazing i mean steven spielberg yeah. is behind it so there's not a lot that he makes that is complete rubbish no i mean um you know the Christ- kingdom of the crystal skull maybe there's a question mark uh, there, yeah but uh you know generally speaking he you can put a pretty sure bet down that it's it, going to be good it is loaded with pop culture references particularly gaming but there's even like the the delorean and, oh yeah um like, yeah it's Tron. it's going to be is in there and- there's just going to be stuff left right and center you're not going to know where to look and uh, the the amount they would have had to have paid to get some of those oh, those licenses massive uh because massive. there's dc characters in there as well joker harley quinn uh make an appearance um i think maybe wreck it ralph on steroids i suppose for yeah the hopefully of crossovers. We, we just don't end up with another pixels I've not seen that. Let us not no, let I us don't. not mention that. I remember um, it's covered in one of our episodes. If you care to scroll back through the website, um, you'll see it there. Um, and yeah, it, I read out at the time. I did the the show by myself because you guys weren't around. Oh, so I decided balls. to jump on. Yeah, and um, oh look, it was it was terribly panned. I read out some of the harshest comments. I can't recall them, but please, by all means, go back through and like you'll find a review. Mean tweets on Jimmy Kimmel, was yeah, it? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> um, but, you know, obviously through the uh, critics and they weren't happy. 
I'm going to throw a little curveball to you guys because this isn't on our lovely list that we have in front of us of uh, prepared lovingly points that we, we should Not be much talking been, about. Really. Um, I know you guys don't have a huge knowledge of games, but what games would you like to see turned into a movie? Oh. Mm. Well, that's that's a good question, actually. Uh, what's springing to mind? And, and it doesn't even know. have to be a full remake. It could even just be uh, loosely based on it. Like, um, just thinking about it, I'd love to see like a uh, maybe a Legend of Zelda. Um, mm. You know, mm. you've, you've got a, a hero that uh, <clears throat> has to overcome a bunch of trials, has to, uh, you know, defeat a lot of enemies, and then in the end rescues a princess. Uh, you know, that could easily be turned into a, a bit of a fantasy movie. Um, so, yeah, you know, what, what sort of games... Or at, see, at least, what genre would you like to you see? You see, now that you've asked me, all I can think of are um, games movies that, that have become movies. games. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, Golden Eyes. I'd like, like to you see. Idiot. It's already a movie for that. See Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if you know this, but there was originally planned to be a Crash Bandicoot TV series, like a cartoon series. So think about. Um, the the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon from back in the 90s that um, Steve Urkel, Jaleel White was the voice for. It was that kind of era, that kind of animation. (laughs) And uh, I think if you go online, uh, there is actually a... um, not not a pilot episode, but I think there's at least an intro uh, to it. And it looked really weird. But if they could do like a good cartoon series of Crash Mm. Bandicoot... I'd probably watch that. I've really gotten back into Crash since the the re-release. Oh, speaking of which, did you know that they're actually going to remaster in the same vein as they did with Crash Bandicoot Medieval? Uh, I hadn't heard that. I heard rumours of Spyro. Well, you've heard it here first, Matt. (laughs) There you go. Scotty's trumped us on something. Look at that. Because I had no idea. Newsbreaker over in the corner. uh, (laughs) In the corner where you belong. (laughs) Where Medieval is going to be remastered. So I I was a big fan of the first couple of games of Medieval. So I'm pretty keen for that. Well, you know, Matt, I've I've been trying to rack my brain on what kind of games I'd love to see made into a movie. And it's not, not working. Out of order. So I'm going to come back to you on our next episode. So, I'll hold you to that. Yep, absolutely. So, Scotty, you can mm-hmm. come up with something too. I thought my Crash Bandicoot and then my news breaking of Medieval was good nope. enough. And nope. buying you time to come up with something. No, well, this, done. this you, is your homework. I wash my hands. Of this you you tried valiantly. Well, maybe I could come up with a pitch or something to make it a bit more interesting. Eh? Yeah, if you're coming up with a pitch, I want... Uh, who you're going to cast as roles as well. What, what actors Ooh. you think. Yeah, Ooh. no worries. I can do that. But that being said, there's a book that I, I read, uh, an author by uh, called Matthew Riley. Uh, he has a series of books. Conveniently all over which your shoulder there. Yep. Brilliant author. Love him to bits. Uh, well, I love his books. I don't know him personally, obviously. We um, met him at a con. Yeah, we did. Yeah, he signed my book and everything. Good. Um, but uh, there's a character in there called Scarecrow, and he has a bunch of US Marines that are a part of his team. And one of them is called... Um, Mother Newman. I can't remember what her actual first name is, but Mother is her call sign. But mm. not because she's maternal, but because she's a big mother. All you right. can finish the rest. Um, and we'd always wondered, you know, who, who would be cast in that movie? Um, because someone would need to play her because she needs to be a big, imposing woman. Um, big as in large or big as in No, strong. tall, strong. Intimidating. Well, we thought Gwendolyn Christie. Um, from Game of Thrones. Brienne of Tarth. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly who I was thinking of. So Yelena thinking... came up with that the other day and I'm like, that's brilliant. I was thinking the governess from The Chase. <laughs> no? Yeah, no. No. No, no, I'm that's sorry. That shame. would not work for that. Um, so if, if you tried. do read those books and you've been racking your brain, well, that's that's the um, revelation that my mm, wife had yep, and I think I'm, it's pretty good. I'm on board. Yep, absolutely. So we we'll might um, cover that off next time. We'll... 
do a movie pitch and we'll see if we can cast it. I like it. DC have released their latest offering, Justice League. I'm yet to go check it out. Probably going to wait until whenever. Uh, probably something to do over the holidays, to be quite honest. But you boys have been to see both of the... Uh, you both have been to see it, so... Yes. Let me, let me hear. What am I in for? Well, you know, look, it's not done that good in regards to the critic reviews, which mm-hmm. I think is a pretty fair cop, to be honest. Um, we should uh, we should quickly probably preface this to say that there probably will be spoilers. minor, if not major, spoilers. Uh, it's yeah. kind of hard to which, bag which really, on this without spoiling. Which really isn't that much of a, a problem, given that it, basically when it was made, it was spoiled. So, mm. oh. Know. There you go. So, I'm hearing you're not a huge fan, John. Oh, look, it's hard to say I completely hated it because I actually enjoyed it. That being said, it was the first movie I've seen in a cinema for about a year. So, for me, just I was grateful just to be there. Um, <laughs> so, if we finally got a babysitter and was able to do that. No, but um, as far as movie craft goes, the movie fails on multiple levels. You have a movie that's trying to do too much. So, you have... All these half-cocked, semi-origin stories rammed into it Mm. um, to try and work out who these people are. Obviously, trying to play catch-up with Marvel. Mm -hmm. They didn't have time to do individual movies for them all, then bring them lovingly in. Or at least the main ones, you know, the good ones. Um, Which, obviously, is a major problem for me because... Um, and, and this is what I thought about Age of Ultron too. I thought it tried to get too busy, tried to do too much all at once mm. um, rather than spreading it out. And I know there's arguments for and against doing that. For instance, you have The Hobbit, which was stretched out into three movies, yeah. which was obviously a gross overuse. You know, it was a money grabbing thing and, you know, it kind of played out that way. Um, but I think in this instance, you have all this stuff crammed in. You don't have proper time to develop characters in a, a logical kind of arc. So, mm. See, you I, know, I love a good origin story. Like most of my favorite um, movies from the Marvel Universe have been the origins. And, and I'm keen for, for Black Panther coming out as well, because, again, it's an origins. And, yeah. and of the DC Universe, for me, the standout has been Wonder Woman, which is an origin story. So, But the difference is, it's an origin story that hasn't been told. If I have to see Uncle Ben die one more time, I'm going to kill him myself. Or actually, here's a question. Who's been killed the most? Uncle Ben or Thomas and Martha Wayne? It has to be the Wayne, surely. You I mean, Batman's so. been around for a long time, even black and white television. Yeah, but how many times have they rebooted Spider-Man as well? Well, that's <laughs> and true. And an animated movie out too, so you know, I don't know what that looks like. But yeah, poor, uh, yeah, you got to feel for Uncle Ben and the Waynes for sure. That's right. I mean, um, with, with Disney coming into it um, regarding Star Wars and things like that, I wonder how many, you know, parents and... We already have aunts and uncles being killed, so the typical Disney... Um, Makeup is kill off the parents and then follow the story of the the children. So pretty much, it's a pretty tried and true formula for all types of movies. I it guess works for them. Yeah, it does. Thoughts? Uh, there was a few things I really couldn't get over. One was the just terrible CG of the villain Steppenwolf. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've not heard great things. I mean, you know, Marvel has CG villains. It has CG heroes. Thor's uh, Thor. Uh, Hulk is CG you know, in most of the movies. Mm. Um, and he looks fine. You know, Ultron was all CG. Uh, and, you know, you, you don't really have an issue with that. Steppenwolf was just bad. It was it jarring help. to watch. And it him. doesn't help that the performance was 
not that great, to be no. honest. You know, with Ultron, for instance, you have an excellent actor oh, playing yeah. a great villain because it wasn't just evil. It was, you know, it had its nuance to it. Mm. And uh, I just love, I love that um, James, James Spader. James Spader. Spader. He did so. a wonderful job. Uh, mm. Speaking of CG, uh, there was uh, apparently some rubbish CG of some facial hair. Was that noticeable within... Oh, was Superman's moustache removal? Yes, that's what I'm referring to. Was well, that noticeable? I, 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 do you know what I'm talking I about? Thought I, I know some... what you're talking about. I didn't notice it, but then again, I wasn't really looking for it. I didn't realise there was this big, you know, hubbub about the whole thing. There has been. Well, All I, I'm I... wanting to know how bad it was. Yeah, well, I noticed there was something wrong with his face. Yeah. Now, I didn't know what it was. He looked younger somehow. Obviously, they painted over his hair. <laughs> yeah, well, I just thought he looked a bit he looked a bit odd. And I thought, I don't know, maybe there was something wrong with his face. You know, I didn't realize it was because he couldn't shave his mow off. I'm going to um, be completely honest. I really didn't look at his face all that carefully. Cause you were most, too busy checking out his abs? Most of the scenes he was in was in the same scenes as Wonder Woman. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have been looking too hard at Superman. Okay, so we, we, we've kind of worked about what we didn't like. I was about to say, what do you like? I think that's fairly obvious from yes. Matt. Yes, you liked Wonder Woman. He liked a couple of things. Um, I'll give you. I'll give you one more thing I didn't like. Oh, here we go. I didn't like the plot. The plot was terrible, which unfortunately for a movie is a kind of big thing. Yeah, usually. So yeah, plots are usually pretty important. With, without getting into too many details for the people that for some reason haven't seen it yet, Scott. Uh, the sounds like I've seriously saved, don't bother. Yeah, the, it sounds like I've saved myself some time and money. The, the plot of this movie is big bad guy comes down to Earth. He needs to collect a couple of different things, and as soon as he gets them, he's going to take over the world. So what do we sounds do? Familiar. We get all Earth's it's pretty much mightiest a, heroes. It's pretty much a Mamorpaga in a movie. Yeah. yeah. So we we get Earth's mightiest heroes. We band oh. together in a team. Massively multiplayer online role playing game. You have to go and collect stuff and do get yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm with you now. Please so, uh, continue. Yeah, so we, we we band together. We get into a big team. We fight the bad guy. We lose anyway. So what do we do? I oh, would just go wake up Superman. He can deal with it. Yeah, yeah. That's, is, that's essentially the movie. It is a bit of a next machina, you know, yeah. having Superman drop in with his um, non moustache. That being said, I didn't think it was an entire waste of time, and I'll explain why. I think DC have realised the error of their way. Mm. I think it was too late in the production of this movie to make any significant changes that would have improved it. Um, there are a few glimmers of hope. The reason I say this is that I, I love movie soundtracks. Yeah. For me, that's a big thing. Now, there were a couple of bars of music throughout the movie, particularly the action scenes, that gave me hope that perhaps they were going to make a few changes coming up. What I heard is I heard... The Superman theme, the original John Williams, a few bars of that. And that's significant because they have been trying desperately to remove themselves from the glory days um, by rebooting it. They didn't use any of that music in Man of Steel no. or Batman versus Superman. They also included the 1989 Danny Elfman Batman theme in there as well. Just a few bars of that. Just a bit of a tease. Now, it could be that it's nothing. But to me, it seems to signal a change in direction. But you know what? Those nods in a movie to um, to the past can actually make a big difference for, for fans like us. It's actually... And I know I'm drawing a really long bow, but it's actually one of the things I really loved about the Lego Batman movie was just all the references to past Batman, if you like. Um, and it, it made it fun and, and had that element of nostalgia for me. I know that it's a little bit different because uh, this is meant to be a, a serious movie and, uh, and the likes, but... Having those little, oh, you don't want to call them Easter eggs, but just those couple of little nods can, mm. can make a big difference to 
um, to fans sitting in the and and you know you never know it might signal something for the future it might not but um, yeah and I hope so just because it was it was such a glaring omission from the others and all of a sudden it's in there and we know that 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 movie obviously had to change direction they had to change was it director yeah Joss because Whedon of a family a family issue mm. and I think Junkie XL got dropped from the the music for this one as well so maybe the the change in music i, I think that's right i i, I might be I might be well, maybe they there. thought they could afford the licensing for a few of the the good theme songs yeah well they obviously save money on the original writing so yeah uh, <laughs> they can make it up somewhere so you think that there's some glimmers of hope for the dc universe i am hoping i i'm forever the optimist that's why i went and saw it in the first place well i thought wonder woman was was great um mind you the the whole thing kind of just reeked of of marvel though i mm. felt like it was a bit of a, a combination of thor and captain america um together you had sort of the the the, the patriotic uh, uh, leading into war sort of element of captain america but then also the 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 foreign alien aspect of it like thor was when he first came from asgard so uh, i felt that there was those couple of combinations put into that movie but that aside i still really enjoyed it and thought it was by far the best so if that's where where they're heading down that line and i know they've got a few more standalones to come including aquaman the the batman's further down the track uh, I, I looked at the releases and I, I just kind of ignored Suicide Squad 2 <laughs> and just pretended I didn't see that. But I, I mm. think that there's, um, I think the road ahead is good, but there might be still a couple more bumps for DC. Yeah, and I think DC need to learn at some point, if you can't beat them, join them, mm. use the formula. It's there. People won't mind because they're, you know, Marvel are regurgitating the same sort of formula through all their movies. They're just changing the, the tights on the main character. Yeah. Um, it's working for them. I don't see why DC need to make it different or more edgy or whatever the heck they're going for. Because it simply isn't working. Dear Sir Stroke Madam, I'm writing to inform you of a fire which has broken out at the premises of... No, that's too formal. Well, I think we've probably talked enough, but we'd love to hear from you guys in the comments about any of the things that we've talked about here today. Star Wars, Supernova and other conventions, games, Justice League or anything else you'd like to bring to the party. But speaking of Star Wars, boys, happy Star Wars Day and also have a happy Christmas. Thank you very much. Will do. Thank you, boys. Have a happy holiday. We'll see you in the new year. You're listening to Good News Geek.